On today's show, the Yankees sweep the Rays. We'll discuss last night's game and how it turned out to be a bit different than how we previewed it on yesterday's show. Speaking of previews, the Yankees are in Toronto to play the Jays this weekend, so we'll preview the matchups, talk about how the teams have done recently leading into this matchup between first and second place teams in the AL East. And we'll spotlight some of the key players in last night's victory over the Rays. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, Yankees fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I've written for ESPN, the Hardball Times, and Baseball Prospectus, among other places, and I'm a lifelong Yankee fan. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube, so please watch and subscribe to us if you can. Hit the like button and the notification button, that little bell, it'll tell you whenever the videos go live. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. It's fun being a Yankee fan right now. I have to admit it. As much as I'm afraid to get too excited about this team, how can you not be excited about this team and what they're doing right now? I say it every day. When a when one aspect of the team isn't quite performing the way they should, the other part picks them up. In last night's case, it was the pitching, picking up the offense, and keeping them in it long enough for them to end up winning the game. The hero of the game, Anthony Rizzo. He hit that one long fly ball, was it the fourth inning? And I thought to myself, hmm... He's seen the ball well tonight. Maybe something will happen. He gets the game-tying single in the sixth. And you're like, hmm. And then he hits the walk-off in the ninth. Thank you, by the way, Anthony, for sparing us from extra innings. We appreciate that. Not that the Yankees have done bad in extra innings this year. They've done pretty well. But I still don't like that rule. And I've mentioned it many times on this show. Yeah. It's, I, I don't even know... I don't know how to explain what I'm feeling right now. 2004 really ruined me. I don't get confident until things are already over. Does that make sense? I don't trash talk before the fact. I don't celebrate my team doing well in April and May or even June. I wait until maybe August to get excited about when a team is doing well. Back in 09, after the Yankees swept the Red Sox in that four-game series at Yankee Stadium, I was at the Sunday night game when Damon and Tex went back-to-back. You know, Victor Martinez hit the the go-ahead home run in the top of the eighth, and then the Yankees came back in the bottom of the eighth and ended up winning the game. And I said to my brother that night, I said, they're winning the World Series. I could feel it. I could feel it in my gut. I know that they're going to do it. I don't feel that yet. It's too early. But I will say... At 47 and 16, the Yankees have matched the 1998 Yankees. Same number of games, same record. 
and they're doing it the same way. I really don't want to compare them to 98, but they're making it hard for me to do that because, as I said, when one aspect of the team is not doing so well, the other one will pick them up. If the pitchers aren't doing well, the offense will pick them up. If the offense is kind of sputtering, the pitchers, will, again, will keep them in a game long enough for them to run into a ball, just like Anthony Rizzo did last night. Speaking of last night, Luis Severino was supposed to start. That's how I previewed the show yesterday. Then, after I uploaded the episode, I think it was maybe 10 minutes after the episode went up, they announced that Severino was going on the COVID list and that Clark Schmidt would be starting in his, sp- in his place. So both teams had a bullpen game. Now, the Yankees didn't use as much of their bullpen as Tampa did. Tampa used seven pitchers. The Yankees only four. That's all they needed. It was, un- I just, <laughs> Clark Schmidt, amazing. Absolutely amazing what he did last night. Stepping in at the last second to start the game. Three innings, one hit, one walk, five strikeouts. Like what? <laughs> Holy cow. And as I said, Rizzo was the offensive hero of the game. And the Yankees only had four hits. He had two of them. Donaldson had one. Hicks had the other. Speaking of Donaldson, that play that he made. The diving play from his knees. Unbelievable. Ryan Weber, who also came in because he had to, the Yankees brought him in from AAA to replace Seve on the roster. He comes in, pitches, what, three and two-third? Let me double check the numbers because I'd like to make sure that I got that right. Yes, three and two-third innings. He also makes a really good defensive play. Rizzo's going to his right. Rizzo has to throw the ball to first. Ryan Weber has to cover. Bang, bang, play. He makes it. Ryan Weber comes out of nowhere, although not technically. He's like one of those journeyman guys that came out of nowhere and did really well last night. We're going to focus on Weber and Schmidt in segment three. I don't want to get too much into them because we need to talk about certain things in segment three. So the Yankees walk off against the Rays. They sweep the series. They've won seven in a row. But not only that, they've won seven since they dropped that one game against the Twins, the Nestor Cortez start. They had a seven-game winning streak before that. So if they had swept the Twins, you could have been looking at a 15-game winning streak here, people. Again, this team is unbelievable. I don't understand what's happening. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not understanding what's happening. And frankly, I'm frightened. So, the first test of this horrific stretch that the Yankees have that I've mentioned many times where they play the Rays, the Jays, the Rays, the Astros, the A's, the Astros. First three games, they sweep. Wasn't expecting that. Was hoping for two out of three. Very happy with the sweep. Amazing. Absolutely just amazing what this team is doing. In a moment, we'll be previewing that matchup against the Jays because the Yankees flew up to Toronto Overnight, Meredith Morakovitz was chronicling it on Instagram. It took them a while to get there, but once they got there, it was okay. Like the plane didn't take off on time, if I'm not mistaken, but it only took, it only takes an hour and a half to get to Toronto. So 
Um, they got there all safe and sound. Everything is good. So in a moment, we'll preview that. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy, and I don't like taking pills. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that I need. I take it every morning before my breakfast and my coffee. So right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and free travel packs, five of them, with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked on podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked on podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. So, Yankees in Toronto for three games. Fun fact, when I saw the schedule last year, I was planning on being there for this series, and then it just didn't happen for me. What a bummer. What an absolute bummer. No, I'm kidding. It's fine that I'm here in New York watching it on TV instead. So the Yankees 47 and 16 heading into Roger Center. The Jays just dropped two out of three to the Orioles. They lost 10-2 yesterday. Kevin Gossman got shelled. Kind of shocking. So they're 37 and 26. The Yankees have a good lead ahead of them in the AL East. And because the Yankees beat the Rays, that keeps the Rays away from the Jays in the standings. So tonight, it'll be Jordan Montgomery against Ross Stripling. Montgomery is 2-1 with a 2.70 ERA with 51 strikeouts. Let's see how many innings that's in because that's an important stat. 66 and two-third innings. And Ross Stripling is 3-1 with a 3.14 ERA with 35 strikeouts in 43 innings. Now, the Yankees against Stripling, DJ LeMayhew has 24 at-bats. He's the one who's seen him the most. No home runs, but a run batted in, and he's batting 333. Anthony Rizzo, last night's hero, has faced Stripling 14 times, only batting 214 with one run batted in. Stanton has faced him nine times, nine times, has hit a home run, has driven in three runs, but is only batting 222. Glaber Torres, also nine at bats against Ross Stripling. One home run, four runs batted in, batting 333. The rest of the guys don't really seem to be doing much. 
Aaron Hicks has faced him seven times, has not gotten a hit off him. Aaron Judge is hitting 375 in eight at-bats, no home runs. As for the Blue Jays against Jordan Montgomery, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette has his number. 11 at-bats, which isn't a large sample size, but it's large enough. 545 average, two home runs, eight runs batted in. Vlad Jr. has a home run in nine at-bats against him. And the rest of the guys, um, not that great against him. Nothing really stands out here. Oh, Spinner. Spinner. (laughs) My brain is on Degrassi right now. Springer. George Springer. That's his name. It's the whole Toronto Degrassi thing. That's what's happening. Ten at-bats, a 300 average, but no home runs. So that's good. And hopefully it'll stay that way. (laughs) So that's tonight, 7.07. It's a yes game. It's not, you know, Amazon. It's not um, Apple. But I don't think it would have been in Canada. I think if they were playing at home, you could have had one of those two options. Tomorrow afternoon, 3.07 start. And it's Alec Manoa against Jamison Tyone. Manoa has been incredible this season. Absolutely incredible. 12 games, 8-1, and 1.67 ERA, 68 strikeouts, and 75 and two-third innings. Yeah, he's, he's been doing really well, and he's kind of scary. But I feel like if the Yankees, because the last time the Yankees faced them and he pitched, I believe, when was that? How long ago was that? May? Yeah, that was the beginning of May. Okay. On May 3rd, he pitched six innings, gave up the one run, the judge home run. But he didn't get the decision because the Yankees were able to get to the bullpen. So that might be the key tomorrow for the Yankees against Manoa. Just And the key for the pitchers. Keep the offense in the game. <laughs> Don't give up too many runs. And then maybe they can beat up on Toronto's bullpen. Jamison Tyone is 7-1 with a 2.93 ERA, 52 strikeouts. And that is in 67 and two-third innings. Now, his last start against the Cubs, not terrible, and definitely better than he did against Minnesota. (laughs) Three runs on seven hits, one walk, five strikeouts, five innings. He got the win. You know, the three runs wouldn't have done, you know, he wouldn't have lost with three runs anyway because the Yankees won that game 18-4. The game against Minnesota was a lot rougher. And then the game before that was when he pitched. He threw eight innings and, you know, it was part of that run when the starters just looked absolutely incredible and unstoppable and unflappable and all the other words that you can think of. As for the matchups, oof, Aaron Judge. With that one home run against Manoa, in 11 at-bats, he's batting 0-9-1. <laughs> Marwin Gonzalez, it's only seven at-bats, but he's batting two, no, 4-29. So you might see him in the lineup. You might see him. As for the Blue Jays against Tyone, Bichette does well against him. Vlad Jr. does well against him. Alejandro Kirk only seven at-bats, but he's batting 429. He's a pain in the butt, and he gets on base a lot. He's been getting on base a lot recently, so look out for him. George Springer, interesting. 13 at-bats against Tyone. He does have a home run and two runs batted in, but he's only batting 154 in those three 
at bats. I did say Springer, right? And not Spinner. Okay. And then on Sunday, it's a 137 start. Garrett Cole against Yusei Kikuchi. And as I always say about Kikuchi, the Yankees usually do well every other turn against him. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this time. Cole, 6-1 with a 3.33 ERA, 91 strikeouts. And that is in 73 innings on the nose. Pretty good numbers there, huh? Kikuchi, he's 2-3 with a 4.80 ERA in 12 starts. He has 56 strikeouts in 50 and two-third innings. Let's see. His last three decisions, he lost his last start against Baltimore earlier this week. He didn't pick up the decision against Kansas City, only pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up three runs. And against Minnesota on June 3rd, four runs in four and two-third innings. So he's kind of on a bad streak right now. So it'll be interesting to see which you say Kikuchi the Yankees see on Sunday. So this begins the second part of this rough stretch. Three games with Toronto and then no rest for the weary because after they're done with Toronto on Sunday, they fly out of Canada and head down to Florida to play three at the Trop. Yay. <laughs> Everyone knows how much I love Tropicana Field, and that is definitely snarkiness because you know I don't like Tropicana Field at all. In a moment, we'll be discussing the other heroes of last night's game. It wasn't just Anthony Rizzo. There were other guys that contributed to the win in, in big ways. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the Stanley Cup, baseball, and fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Can't talk about the NBA anymore because Golden State won last night. So if you bet on Golden State, good for you. You had a good night. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So Anthony Rizzo was the hitting hero of last night, but let's talk about the pitching heroes because all four pitchers last night. Clark Schmidt, who started it. Ryan Weber, who picked him up. Ron Marinaccio, or Marinaccio, Marinaccio. Hey, love you, my fellow Italian. And Michael King. They did what you wanted them to do. Again, Luis Severino was supposed to start and then was placed on the COVID list. By the way, he was taken off the COVID list, doesn't have it, tested negative. He's fine. He just wasn't feeling well, so he should be okay. So let's look at the numbers from last night as I, I have two different computers open. I apologize. Um, it's very high tech here at the Gotsulius residence. Now, what I will say yeah, I mentioned Schmidt three innings, one hit, one walk, five strikeouts. Weber gave up the only run, Mejia. And it wasn't even like a bad home run. It was lucky. He was lucky it was a home run. You know, it was the kind of home run that if a Yankee hit it, everyone would bitch about it. But because someone from the Rays hit it, it wasn't a big deal. That sort of thing. And other than that, Ryan Weber looked incredible. Only gave up two hits. Struck out one was getting outs. 
I loved the movement on his pitches. I was having fun watching that. Marinaccio won in one third inning and innings. And let me say, he started off iffy, which is understandable. He's a young guy called up to the Yankees. It's a big deal. Him and JP Sears, right? He's looked so good the last month or so. And I noticed how much more confident he looks while he's pitching. And his pitches, uh, Mike, Mike, Matt Blake is, uh, he's some sort of magical guru. I don't know what he's doing to these guys, but thank you, Matt Blake, for existing. Because I'm enjoying watching guys like Marinaccio coming in and just looking great. And yeah, it's just fun. And then Michael King, what can you say about Michael King? He had that little bit of a blip. He had a few games where it was kind of like, uh-oh, is he turning back into a pumpkin? But no, he's not. He looked great last night. He picked up the win because of Rizzo walking off in the ninth. And it's a pleasure watching him pitch as well. Just watching, uh, I don't know what it is about certain pitches. And I know I'm not the only person who feels this way, but don't you love watching some of these guys pitch and watching how the ball moves because it doesn't move the way you think it's going to move. A lot of times it looks like it's going to be a strike and then it just suddenly turns out to the side and the guy's just flailing away at it. I just enjoy that so much. I really do. Now, while we are here talking about these wonderful pitchers that the Yankees have, because from top to bottom, with all of the not all. There's three big injuries, right? Chapman, Green is gone for the rest of the season. Luizaga, remember him? He's also injured. Guys are stepping in and doing what they need to do. Again, it's really, it really is like 98. Just, you have, on the offensive side, you have someone like Matt Carpenter coming in and hitting home runs. You have Jose Trevino, who wasn't even supposed to be on the team, doing what he's doing and contributing and hitting walk-offs and making the pitching staff look amazing. Um, On the pitching side, you have Ryan Weber come up, do what he did last night. And as I said, he was sent back down or DFA'd because they put Seve back on the roster because, again, not COVID. Thank goodness he's fine. So you'll see him pitching again soon. Yeah, it's, it's fun watching this team. It's still uncomfortable for me. It's probably not uncomfortable for a lot of you because a lot of you are a lot more fearless than I am. And, you know, you don't, you're not scared to be happy about this team right now. I still am. As I said earlier in the show, I really, I really was burned by 2004 because I was so cocky. But we all were. They were up 3 nothing. You don't expect them to lose. So, yeah, that, 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 oh, that wounded me. Really. So I don't like getting excited too soon, but it is fun watching. It's fun watching the games and thinking to yourself, they can win this. They'll probably win this at some point, eventually. And that's what happened last night. Again, thank you, Anthony Rizzo, for not making us have to sit through extra innings. And I'm sure his teammates appreciated that, too, because, as I said, they had to fly out to Toronto last night. So... Yeah, this is a fun team to watch. This stretch is important. They've passed the first test with flying colors. Now, I will say the Rays looked better last night 
obviously, because they only allowed one run. Uh, the main problems that they had in the first two games, very sloppy play, the unearned runs that they were allowing the Yankees to score on. And that's another thing the Yankees are doing this season. They're taking advantage of other teams' mistakes. And when a team makes a mistake, they tend to pounce on them. So right now they're beating the good teams and the bad teams. And that's what you do when you're a good team. So to everyone who is complaining, oh, they're only beating up on bad teams. Well, they just swept the Rays out of the Bronx. And yes, I know I've said it. They're not the Rays of 2020 or 2021, but they're still the Rays. They're still in third place. They still have a chance to, you know, get better and do better in the AL East. And it's not like they're playing the Orioles. No offense to the Orioles. They're, you know, uh, 20 games back, I believe. So, yeah, 47 and 16 on June 17th, just like we all expected. So the next show will be a recap of this weekend. Hopefully it'll be okay. And a preview of the series against the Rays which starts on Monday. No rest for the weary, no off day. I believe they don't have an off day till July 4th. So it's another, it's not just the opponents that are rough for the Yankees. It's the fact that they're playing a bunch of games in a row again. So yeah, this is going to be something, but it started off well. Thank goodness things are working out for them right now. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment. Hit the bell notification so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car... You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. And speaking of playing podcasts, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of the Locked on NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. So make the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you all Monday. Monday.